0: To Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. All right, so Men's Health 101. Welcome everyone. If you and I have not met before, my name is Dr. Trish Murray. I'm a physician, best selling author and the health catalyst speaker. And as a health and wellness expert, I understand the importance of men's health. I'm also humbled to have the privilege of supporting and educating people through prevention and treatment. My goal is to give you the tools to control your own health. I founded Discover Health Functional Medicine Center over 15 years ago, and I am a specialist in functional medicine as well as osteopathic manipulative medicine. Now men go to the doctor less than women. This is a fact. And the fact that men go to the doctor less than women may account for men's shorter lifespan, actually, because when it comes to seeking care, most men will brush off annual visits and preventive check-ins. But the question is why? Well, many men report vague issues like busy schedule. However, there may also be deeper issues at play that some men have admitted to, including attitude. Attitude revolves around having a macho attitude that can account for a number of missed visits to the doctor. Studies reveal a link between self-reported masculinity and resisting routine physical exams. Another uh, issue that might keep men out of the out of Uh, the doctor's office or out of the medical world is fear. A recent survey revealed that 20% of men, that's one out of every five men reported fearing a poor diagnosis as the main reason for not getting regular checkups. Another reason is discomfort. And that's another major reason that accounts for men's lack of enthusiasm for annual visits is becoming uncomfortable with the exam itself, the physical exam, in particular, of course, rectal exams and other invasive tests that are apt to give men hesitation about seeking preventative care. But the bottom line, there is certainly a link between masculinity and vulnerability. Many men wait until symptoms are persistent before seeking medical care. This can be an unfortunate mistake, as many conditions are preventable or treatable if they are detected early enough. So let's take a look at the screening options available for early detection. As the saying goes, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Prevention is the most important facet of maintaining one's health. Take a gander at these chilling statistics. Only three out of five men get yearly checkups. 12% of men over age 18 are in fair or poor health. 40% of men only go to a doctor when they fear a chronic medical condition. 34% of men over age 20 are overweight or obese, which, folks, is one out of three. And a big important point to understand is having an increased level of body fat is one of the main causes for low testosterone levels and eventual erectile dysfunction. So this is a really important point that men need to be aware of so that you can maintain your virility and your vitality. Now you may not be aware of this, but annual health checkups can help early detection of heart disease and cancer, the leading causes of death among men. Screenings are even available for blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, coronary artery disease, prostate cancer, and of course, colon cancer. So let's talk about some of these things. You may already know that heart disease is the leading cause of death for men in the United States, but did you do know that heart disease is responsible for one in every four male deaths? High blood pressure, high LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, and smoking are key risk factors for heart disease. And according to the uh, CDC, about half of Americans, 49% have at least one of these three risk factors of high blood pressure, high LDL cholesterol and smoking. Additional factors putting men at a higher risk for heart disease include diabetes, again, being overweight or obese, which again increases insulin resistance, increases inflammation, Lowers testosterone levels and increases estrogen levels, which puts men at more increased risk for different types of cancers. Also poor diet, physical inactivity and excess alcohol use put a person at higher risk for heart disease. Now the best way to protect against heart disease is through regular screenings of the risk factors like checking blood pressure, and checking cholesterol annually. Nearly 50% of all men over the age of 50 years have what's called PIN, P-I-N. PIN is an acronym. PIN stands for tiny changes that occur in the shape and size of the prostate gland cells. And this is known as prostatic intraepithelial neoplasia. And prostate prostate cancer can be successfully treated if it is diagnosed before it spreads out of the organ of the prostate. When it does spread out of the organ, that is called metastasis. And most commonly occurs, I'm sorry, the most common place that prostate cancer spreads to are bones. Now, the initial screening is a simple blood test called a prostate-specific antigen, or PSA test. If an abnormality is found, further examinations may be requested, and then you you may undergo the digital rectal exam, or they can test biomarker test checking in the blood urine, and other body tissues. Now, risk factors for prostate cancer include age. Of course, we're all at an increased risk as we age for more types of cancer, but age 50 years or older puts a man at increased risk for prostate cancer. At least 60% or, I'm sorry, at least 60% more common, and two to three times more deadly among black men than non-Hispanic white men. So African-American men are even at an increased risk for prostate cancer. A diet high in red meat or high in unhealthy fat products, like saturated fats, trans fats, or hydrogenated fats. Basically anything that can live in a box or a bag and sit on a shelf for the next five years and not go rancid has either trans fats or hydrogenated fats in it and you don't wanna eat that stuff. It's poison and it's carcinogenic. Obesity again puts someone at an increased risk for prostate cancer and also exposure to Agent Orange. Now, colorectal cancer, a collective term that includes both colon cancer and rectal cancer, meaning the colon is the final part of your intestines, and then the rectum is the final part of the colon where the the last bag, if you will, before poop exits the body. The American Cancer Society recommends colorectal cancer screening beginning at age 45 for men. Risk factors for colorectal cancer include, again, age. Most cases occur after age 50. Anyone with a family history should be screened earlier than 50. Already having cancer of any kind increases the risk of having it again if it was in the colon or even if it was in another organ. inflammatory bowel disease such as Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, drinking more than two alcoholic drinks per day, again, obesity, smoking, diabetes, and again, a high fat diet with fat coming mostly from meat, which has a lot of saturated fat, or again, packaged foods, processed foods that have a lot of trans fats or hydrogenated fats. Thankfully, colorectal cancer is usually preventable with screening, which should start at age 45. Now, options for screening for a long time were primarily invasive in the essence of the colonoscopy. You got to do the whole clean out the day before. You got to go into the hospital. They sedate you somewhat, and they got to put the camera up the butt and up the rectum and up the colon to be able to look at your intestines in your colon. But now there are stool-based tests that can be done that are not invasive at all. There's the, something called the Cologuard test. And if you ask your primary care doctor about it, uh, they may be able to prescribe that for you. And you take a box home and all you do is, is uh, collect a sample of stool and put it uh, in the you know, fill out the test the way it says and mail it off in the mail. And that's all you have to do. So it's not as invasive. Now, older men are twice as likely to develop melanoma as women of the same age. In fact, by age 80, men are three times more likely than women in that age group to develop melanoma. Melanoma is the most dangerous skin cancer there is. Men are also two to three times more likely to get non-melanoma skin cancers, such as basal cell or squamous cell skin cancers than women are. One reason behind the difference may be due to men knowing less about skin cancer and the fact that men are less likely to use sunscreen Additionally, men actually have thicker skin with less fat beneath the skin, possibly making men's skin more likely to be damaged by the sun's ultraviolet rays. Melanoma is the most serious form of skin cancer. However, early detection is the key. So again, if you are someone with a lot of Uh, moles and different skin lesions that are different colors all over your body or on your face or your head, then you're going to want to consider getting checked every year by a dermatologist or by your primary care provider. Now, I have done a previous webinar on skin health and prevention of skin cancer, so be sure to go to my Discover Health podcast to learn more from that presentation as well. And we will post in our Discover Health Facebook group tomorrow, a link to a video to help you with early detection of skin cancer lesions. Now, if you are not already a member of our Discover Health Facebook group, all you got to do is go to Facebook and go to our clinic, uh, our business page for Discover Health Functional Medicine Center. So look it up, Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, go to our Facebook main page, and then look on the page, and there's a place to just request to join our closed Discover Health Facebook group. And that's where we will post these links tomorrow for you. It's also a place you can ask questions. It's also a place that our uh, health coach, health coach Trish, does a weekly uh, Coach's Corner, it's also a place where we post numerous things on our daily basis and it's a place you can ask questions or share ideas. Now the risk for hypertension or high blood pressure again increases with age. But would you believe that one in 3 Americans one out of every 3 people have high blood fr- blood pressure. In fact, Over half of all Americans age 60 and older have it and over a lifetime, the risk of developing high blood pressure becomes 90%. The risk in men increases with age. It begins to climb when men hit age 45. High blood pressure is especially dangerous because people can have it for years without knowing, which is why regular screening is so important. Factors leading to high blood pressure include a high salt diet, high I'm sorry, a low potassium diet, too much alcohol, lack of physical activity, obesity, and family history. Now the the screening for high blood pressure is simple. As high blood pressure is usually diagnosed using the familiar blood pressure test that involves a cuff it's wrapped around the upper arm. Normal blood pressure is considered to be anything below 120 over 80. Remember the upper number is called the systolic blood pressure and the lower number is called the diastolic blood pressure. An optimal blood pressure is a systolic reading between 120 and 129 and a diastolic reading lower than 80. Hypertension is defined as blood pressure that is higher than 135 over 80. So how about cholesterol? Cholesterol is, now, one thing people don't understand is cholesterol is needed in the body to perform vital functions, such as it's, all your hormones come from fat, so we need cholesterol to produce hormones, we need it to produce vitamin D, and we need it to produce the bile acids that help you digest the fat that you eat. Also, your brain is 60% fat. And needs fat to function optimally. However, as I've mentioned before, too much certain types of fats, such as saturated fat or other unhealthy fats like hydrogenated fats or trans fats are bad news. Now there are two types of cholesterol, low density lipoprotein, which is called LDL and high-density lipoprotein, which is called HDL. LDL, or low-density lipoprotein, is responsible for blocking arteries through a buildup of fatty deposits called plaque. This plaque buildup can block blood flow to the heart muscle, reducing its oxygen supply, leading to stroke or heart attack. Now, HDL is the good cholesterol and acts like a garbage truck by removing the bad cholesterol, LDL, from the blood, taking it to the liver for removal from the body. Now, risk factors for high cholesterol include, again, a diet high in saturated fat, trans fats, and hydrogenated fats. And again, these fats are found particularly in meats, red meat in particular, and in processed foods that are high in carbohydrates. Another risk factor for high cholesterol includes being overweight or obese. Another one is lack of exercise. Now, annual blood testing will screen for high cholesterol and should be started at age 35 for men. And also, if you have high cholesterol and you know it, the other thing that I've given a podcast on in the past is advanced lipid panels. The traditional lipid panel that most people have had, is for people, that's the where you want to start, again, at age 35. But if you're told you have high cholesterol, you may want to consider finding a medical provider that's familiar with an advanced lipid panel. An advanced lipid panel will tell you, looks under the hood at more of the details of the engine, and will give you more information about whether your high cholesterol is actually dangerous or not. Now, do you know that men develop diabetes slightly more often than women do? In fact, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 14% of adult men in the United States have been diagnosed with diabetes compared with 11% of women. General symptoms of pre-diabetes, so most people that develop uh, adult onset diabetes, which is the most common, develop first pre-diabetes and then go on to be diagnosed with full diabetes. And again, this is why you wanna get screened so you don't have to go fully on to type two diabetes if you can avoid it. But general symptoms of pre-diabetes include skin infections that won't heal well, feeling excessively tired, poor dental health, having inflammation of your gums and things, Inability to attain or sustain an erection is a concern for pre-diabetes, actually. Overactive bladder with increased urinary frequency and blurred vision. Men generally don't seek attention until they have full-blown diabetes. This is a huge mistake. Early detection and lifestyle changes make it so much easier and quicker to reverse pre-diabetes, so you don't have to go on to develop full-blown diabetes. The American Diabetes Association recommends all patients undergo diabetes screening at three-year intervals beginning at age 45, especially people who are overweight or obese. When multiple risk factors are present, screening should be done at an earlier age and more frequently than every three years. And the way we test or screen for pre-diabetes or diabetes is by a fasting blood sugar test uh, that is the typical test. And what that means is that you wouldn't eat anything after midnight. You can have your dinner the night before, but you don't have anything after midnight. The next morning, the only thing you would drink is water and just go get your blood drawn so that it's done fasting. Now, glaucoma. Glaucoma is a serious condition that can lead to permanent blindness within a few years without being identified and without treatment. There are typically no early symptoms, however. Only an eye doctor can diagnose and treat glaucoma before a long term visual loss happens. This is why you should get a complete eye exam on a regular basis. Eye tests for glaucoma are based on age and personal risk factors. So if you, a, a man under, or anyone for that matter, under 40 years old should be tested every two to four years for glaucoma. If, you, if a man is 40 to 54 years old, it's every one to three years. 55 to 64 years old is every one to two years. And if you're over 65, depending on your risk factors, it's every six to 12 months. Now let's talk about the almighty testosterone. Obviously this is an important topic for all men. Testosterone is the primary sex hormone in men and plays various roles in the body. Levels of testosterone gradually drop in men As a natural part of aging, it's natural as we age. The decline may start in the 30s with a reduction of about 1% of testosterone a year. That's normal. But one in every four men, folks, that's 25% of men between the ages of 30 and 79 experience low testosterone levels that's called testosterone deficiency. And testosterone deficiency in men is associated with several serious health problems. One musculoskeletal problems, including osteopenia, which is uh, bone loss and sarcopenia, which is muscle mass loss. Obesity unhealthy cholesterol levels, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease. So testosterone, if it's low, puts you at risk for all these other conditions we've been talking about. Now, screening for testosterone levels isn't normal routine. You know, your primary care doc isn't just going to do it automatically every year. However, if you experience the followings, any of the following symptoms or signs, you may request a blood check to test your hormone your male hormone levels and it won't just be a plain old testosterone test i'll go over that in just a minute but the signs and symptoms you want to watch for that you might be low in testosterone are number one increased body fat and of course increased body fat that is not clearly caused by diet and lifestyle of the individual, meaning if you know you are eating a high fat diet, and you're not exercising at all, and you have increased body fat, that might be the cause of your low testosterone, not the low testosterone being a cause of the increased body fat. But if you're working out and you're dieting and you have an increased level of body fat that you can't seem to figure out why you're not able to lose weight, it may be because you have low testosterone and you may want to get it checked out. Another uh, sign or symptom would be decreased strength or muscle mass. Fragile bones. If you find yourself having multiple, you know, breaking a rib or breaking bones easier than the average person, that would be a concern. Decreasing body hair, swelling tenderness of the breast tissue, is a sign of low possible, possibly low testosterone. Hot flashes, increased fatigue, effects on cholesterol metabolism. Again, your cholesterol is high and you can't seem to figure out why. Low sex drive. Difficulty with erections or erectile dysfunction, anemia, where your blood counts are low, and even depression could be because of low testosterone levels. Now, if you are interested in testing the function of your testosterone because you're concerned about any of the signs or symptoms I just listed, the panel you want to ask for should include the following blood tests. One, a total testosterone, but a total testosterone, folks, doesn't tell you how much active testosterone you have. Testosterone gets bound to proteins. So total testosterone, you do wanna check, but you also wanna check free testosterone. Free testosterone means the testosterone that's floating around in your blood that's not bound up to other, to proteins, and therefore not functioning. And the third test you want to ask for is called a sex hormone binding globulin. Sex hormone binding globulin is, if you read it out to yourself a few times, it's a, it's a globulin, a protein that binds your testosterone, binds your sex hormone, and therefore makes that testosterone non-functioning. And sex, the sex hormone binding globulin can be high in men for a number of reasons, lack of exercise and increased body fat, for example. So the blood also on these tests for total testosterone, free testosterone, and sex hormone binding globulin should be done in the morning, typically between 8 and 11 a.m. And the purpose of doing this in the morning, the importance of it is because men, you have a circadian rhythm of testosterone production by the testicles, so you want to make sure you get your tests done at the right time of day for the optimal level of your testosterone uh, blood test to be accurate. Now, testosterone and testosterone deficiency or issues is a big topic, and I understand that, so I've decided while I've been putting this talk together uh, for you know men's health 101 to take it to another level and do a men's health talk 202 specific on testosterone and i will put that talk together further as one of my podcasts and i will do it specifically on testosterone therapy a review of clinical applications and i'm i'm researching for that and i'll put that talk together and then i'll record it so watch for it as a future episode on my discover health podcast. All of my webinars that I do get posted on my Discover Health podcast. So watch for this Men's Health 101. You could share it with friends. And then after this, I will do another one on Men's Health 202, let's call it, on specifically talking more about testosterone, testosterone deficiency, and treatment of, well, testing for, and the workup of, and the treatment for testosterone deficiency. So here's a quick review of screening tests for men and when they need them. So your annual screening. So every year you should go for consider having a screening for prostate cancer starting at the age of 50. You should do an annual screening for colorectal cancer, starting at the age of 45, Uh, annual screenings for skin cancer, annual screenings for high blood pressure, and at any age, and annual screenings starting to check your cholesterol starts at age 35 diabetes screening is not every year, but every three-year interval beginning at age 45. And to review that list of glaucoma screening, under 40 years old, it's every two to four years. 40 to 54 years old, it's every one to three years. 55 to 64 years old, it's every one to two years. And older than 65, remember, was every 12, six to 12 months, so at least annually. Now, lifestyle factors such as smoking, poor diet, unhealthy weight, inactivity, overuse of alcohol, and stress, of course, are linked to increased risks of negative health consequences. It's also important to be aware that severe motor vehicle accidents are much higher among men, so it's important to drive safely, wear a seat belt, and follow the speed limit. Don't drive while under the influence of substances or while feeling too sleepy. Now, again, another thing that many men may not know is that suicide is a much bigger risk for men than it is for women. Suicide is, is another leading men's health risk and is attributed to depression. Anyone feeling sad or worthless and, a, and at a loss of interest in normal activities should talk to a medical provider right away. If you know anyone that's suffering with things like this, please help them and get them into medical care. You could save a life. Many of the risk factors associated with negative health health outcomes are manageable through lifestyle and behavioral changes. And the rest of, of the talk I'm going to give now will be dedicated to discussing strategies to change poor habits in order to lower the risks of diseases that we've been talking about. So the CDC reports cigarette smoking is the leading preventable cause of death in the United States. Smoking increases the risk for coronary heart disease by two to four times. It increases the risk for stroke by two to four times. And it increases the risk of men developing lung cancer by 25 times. In fact, smoking causes stroke and coronary heart disease, damages blood vessels and can make them thicken and grow narrower therefore causing high blood pressure, and causes most cases of lung cancer plus other cancers almost anywhere in the body. The good news is that quitting smoking cuts cardiovascular risks greatly. In fact, in just two to five years after quitting smoking, your risk for stroke may reduce to about that of a non-smoker. Plus, if you quit smoking, your risks of cancers of the mouth, throat, esophagus and bladder drop by half within five years. And 10 years after you quit smoking, your risk of lung cancer drops by half. If you're struggling to quit, then check out the handy resources to help you create uh, your quit plan that again, we will post for you tomorrow in our Discover Health Facebook group. And again, if you're not already a member, just go to our, to go to Facebook, go to our Discover Health Functional Medicine Center page and just request to become a member of our Discover Health Facebook group. We will also post a free app that will help you quit smoking. health and wellness advocates all agree that diets emphasizing fresh, whole ingredients and minimizing processed foods are superior for overall health and wellness. A few tips include limiting or avoiding animal products, focusing on including vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, and excluding refined foods like added sugar, white flour, and processed oils. One thing I would recommend you focus on is eating all the colors of the rainbow every day. And of course, I don't mean Skittles and M&Ms. Select vegetables and fruits that are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple like this slide is showing. And if you're someone who doesn't like vegetables, then please learn how to make smoothies. Smoothies are one of the best places to hide vegetables. Take a handful of mixed greens and put it in the blender and then throw on top of it some yogurt, throw on top of it some peanut butter, throw on top of it some frozen fruit, pour in some almond milk or some coconut milk or some regular milk, blend the heck out of it and drink it. And I promise you, you will not even taste the lettuce that you put in there. So if you're a guy who doesn't like vegetables, find a way to hide them in other things that you're eating and ingesting. So let's talk for a moment about body mass index, BMI which is calculated from your height and your weight. You are considered underweight if your basal metabolic index, your BMI, is below 18.5. And that's not healthy either, guys. If your body mass index is below 18.5, you're putting yourself also at risk for chronic health problems. Whereas a normal body mass index is anywhere from 18.5 to 24.9. Overweight is anything from 25 to 29.9. And obese is anything above 30. Now, according to the CDC, men who are obese, so therefore greater with a BMI greater than 30, are at a higher risk for heart attack, stroke, type two diabetes, some types of cancers, depression, and many ailments. And don't forget, increased body fat leads to increased estrogen and insulin in men because body fat, fat puts out more estrogen and causes more insulin resistance. And that causes a decrease in what? It causes a decrease in testosterone. So if you want to stay vital into your older decades, then be sure to eat right to maintain a healthy BMI. It's important to manage weight for disease prevention. Thus eating better and being physically active are the main keys to achieving a healthy basal metabolic index. And we will post the link to a what's called a BMI calculator where you put in your height and your weight Uh, and it will automatically tell you what your BMI is. And tomorrow, again, in our Discover Health Facebook group, we will post a link to this BMI calculator so you can just figure it out for yourself. Physical activity without a doubt, folks, is a key to healthy health and longevity. The United States Department of Health and Human Services provides science-based guidelines to help children and adults in the United States improve their health through appropriate physical activity exercise. Recommendations state that adults, quote, should do at least 150 minutes. Folks, that's two hours and 30 minutes a week of moderate intensity exercise. Or only 75 minutes, one hour and 15 minutes a week, of vigorous intensity aerobic activity like sprinting or running or let's say a spin class or something or an equivalent combination of moderate and vigorous intensity aerobic exercise. Folks, we're talking less than three hours of exercise a week. Divide by seven. You know, seven days a week. We're not asking for that much you've got to get out and do something. Aerobic activity should be performed in episodes of at least 10 minutes. Preferably, it should be spread throughout the week. You don't, you know, to just be a weekend warrior is not gonna really keep you in optimal health. You wanna spread it out. For additional health benefits, adults should, should increase their aerobic physical activity over time and work up to it to 300 minutes or five hours a week of moderate intensity Or if you're doing vigorous high intensity, only 150 minutes a week of that. Muscle strengthening activities like weightlifting that are moderate or high intensity and involve all major muscle groups on two or more days a week should also be incorporated for optimal health outcomes. And weight resistance training folks is gonna be one of the best things to maintain your testosterone. And the majority of people are becoming tight and sore as we age due to being dehydrated and your connective tissues being too dry and tight and leading to osteoarthritis because your bones are not hydrated enough. The connective tissue is not hydrated enough. Everything's too tight. You're not getting enough blood flow. You're not getting enough juices to the joints. And so you're degenerating. In order to help you loosen and hydrate your joints and your connective tissues, we've created something to help. It's called Discover Health Movement Membership. This is an all-online movement program that will help you meet your exercise requirements and will give you the tools to keep yourself moving and feeling young and and mobile no matter what your age. To join up or to learn more, go to Discover Health, our website, discoverhealthfmc.com, and there will be a link right to joining the program. Drinking alcohol should be done in moderation. For men under 65 years old, no more than two drinks per day should be consumed, and men over 65 should limit daily intake to one alcoholic beverage a day. Did you know that alcohol intake has been linked to the the risk of various types of cancer, such as particularly liver cancer, and appears to increase with the amount of alcohol you drink in the length of time you've been drinking regularly. Too much alcohol can also raise blood pressure and increase the risk of heart disease and stroke. Alcohol also destroys a person's sleep cycle so if you have insomnia and you're stressed and the stress is leading you to drink more and the stress and the drinking are leading you to not being able to sleep do you see that that is a domino effect or the toilet bowl circling down the hole so you, these types of things are things that if you try and reverse and decrease alcohol so you can sleep better exercise more and move more to reduce your stress, life in general is going to be better and you're gonna avoid the chronic conditions that come from these behaviors. Now, stress is a major contributor to many of the poor health outcomes we've discussed today. Stress is bad for the heart. It can lead to poor eating choices which can cause fat accumulation around the belly and eventually lead to type two diabetes. Stress is also linked to mental health concerns such as anxiety and depression. It's important to include stress reducing reducing activities like breathing exercises and again, physical activity into daily routines. Now again, high vigorous, high testosterone building exercise in short spurts is great for you. It's also great to reduce stress but also i want to point out that that type of exercise is also stressful for the body so please be sure to think about the fact that you want to balance your high intensity intensity vigorous exercise with also lower intensity exercise like a walk in the woods or something like our yoga or something like our self-myofascial release class or something like our movement for longevity class Uh, in our Discover Health Movement membership program. Now, as I do with most and all of the monthly webinars I give, the resources that have been used in preparation for this class will be listed for you, again, where? In our Discover Health Facebook group. And we do it the day after I do the presentation, so that will be tomorrow. So again, if you are not already a member, be sure to go to Discover Health Functional Medicine Center Facebook page and just request to join our Discover Health Facebook group. And tomorrow we will list numerous resources that I use to put this talk together. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope everyone has better understanding of men's health and how to limit your risks. Living a healthy lifestyle isn't always easy. But that doesn't mean it isn't worth trying. Nobody's perfect. I am by all means not perfect. No one is perfect. But just remember, life is a journey. And that the key to reducing risk is making better choices as best you can each and every day. And just take one step forward, one step, make one choice to make a better decision today. And if anyone needs further support on your journey to living healthier, please reach out to us at Discover Health Functional Medicine Center. Our website address is discoverhealthfmc.com. So that's Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, but I don't want you to have to spell that all out. So it's just discoverhealth, the F, the M, and the C.com. There is an enormous amount of educational materials on our website and you can sign up also a free, and I did just say free, 30 minute introductory consultation with myself or our health coach as well, right on the website. So be sure to go to discoverhealthfmc.com and check it out. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live and play as long as you want.